2016, yo. <laughs> the Willennium. <laughs> <laughs> the Willennium, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, how, how, how long do you think before Jaden tries to remake some of his dad's songs? You think he's going to do that? Oh, very soon. I mean, he very he's soon. way, I mean, it, the timing is not at all right for like the early Will Smith nah, Will stuff, but like, the timing's getting real good for that 97, 98 Will yep. Smith. Yep. He could do getting jiggy with it, slow it down. Miami. Like a, oh man. If he did Miami, <laughs> but then he like slowed the drums right, down right. and did like his little rapidy rap thing. Cause he kind of, you know, I mean, he can rap. He, uh. He, but he's on that, you know, like preserve the culture. Like he's on all that stuff. Preserve the culture. Will Smith was not on preserve the culture status in 1997. No, Will, Will Smith was trying to usher in a millennium. Right. <laughs> he said usher. Oh, <laughs> uh, is that the worst? That's on like the worst songs of all time list, right? Millennium? Yes. When was the last time I heard millennium? Hold on. You God, know I'm, I'm Googling millennium right now. All right. Another year. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, <laughs> uh, you got Casey and JoJo. Oh, boy. You know, that's not the worst song. It's a pretty bad song. There man. are some really bad songs in, those, in this world. Okay. Are we going to keep a hip-hop fan? <laughs> sure. Shoot, this might have to be an episode. What, worst song? <laughs> worst hip-hop songs ever? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Millennium's on that. I know that sounds crazy, but there's way worse songs that we've that we've that we've talked about on this show. <laughs> like it's that's a cheesy song. That's a it's a bad song. It's, it's bad better song. than all but one song off Dragon's album. You know what? I'll give you that. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. We've heard some pretty bad stuff on this show. I'll give you that. It's no spit these bars, but everything <laughs> everything else. Oh man. I'm just looking at, oh man, this is bad. I never even heard this album. Willennium? Yeah. It, like Will Smith was one of those things where like you didn't know your friends had a uh, Big Willie style until you went through their CD book and mm-hmm. it's like in the back. Like it's not in the front. You know, you put your good stuff in the front. You know, after a while, then it gets a little struggly. And you're like, ah, you know, yeah, it's my mom's CD. Or, oh, you know, uh, my sister keeps her CDs in here too. Like, yeah, what's, what's, Pink's first album. In, in my, my favorite story regarding that is, um, so I'm in like eighth grade. This is like 96. Uh-huh. I'm living in South Jersey. Okay. Jersey. Jersey. And apparently, I think one of the guys from All for One was from <laughs> our school. So like he came, like they came by to like do a little thing for the school or whatever. And this one kid who was total hard body all the time. Yeah. Yeah like breaks out the CD, like from the deep, dark recesses of his CD binder with the cover for them to sign. Oh God. And we just look at this guy like, what? You you own the all for one CD? Word. I can love you like that. You you brought it. You brought it to school. Like (laughs) skills. (laughs) I mean, you know, if that comes on at the school dance and you know, it's like the end, it's like your three songs before the end, it's the end of the night, you know, no one's gonna no one's gonna say anything bad in the mid nineties about an all for one song, but like word you own the C D man? Right. You like you paid for that? Word, fam? Oh, oh. Right. Okay. Right. All right. That's okay. Now you got me thinking like what happens if I took the san- the original sample from Miami and slowed it down? Like how would that <laughs> Yeah, you can do that. Nah, I think it yeah. It'd be corny, but you It would be corny, right. You could do it. I think if you did it now, you just you know, you tr- maybe you sample like some Miami sound machine or 
Uh, like the rhythm is gonna get you. That's not gonna work. <laughs> Are we recording? You're listening to Clock Radio Speakers with Armand and Doc. This week's episode is split into two sides. This is Side A. What's going on, everybody? And welcome to another episode of Clock Radio Speakers. I'm your co-host, Armand Wake Up. You can follow me on Twitter at Armand Wake Up, A-R-M-O-N-D, Wake Up, all one word. More important than that, you should follow the official Clock Radio Speakers Twitter handle, which is at CRS Podcast. ClockRadioSpeakers.com has our Facebook, has our SoundCloud with our previous episodes. But if you did not know... Um, we have migrated away from SoundCloud. So go to fourthdistrict.com, go to clockradiospeakers.com, or subscribe via your favorite podcast app. Uh, we've kind of we've kind of pissed a couple people off with with, this, with the moving away from SoundCloud, Doc. Really? Yeah. Some people are very upset. Hmm. I mean, well, you know, I understand people want to listen via SoundCloud. I mean, we've said it before. I'll say it again. Um, SoundCloud was great for us. Until they, uh, and look, they owned up to the mistake like two weeks later, but they basically pulled an episode of ours for two weeks and it took a lot of effort to get it, to get it back. And frankly, like, I'm glad that they like reconsidered, but if they didn't reconsider that episode's gone forever, I can't get it back up. You know what I mean? Like it, (laughs) um, so the, the idea that, that a company could, because it's not like we're a DJ mix show playing like stuff on the air. You know what I mean? Like we're not, we're not that kind of show. But the fact, but you know, because of the way we title our episodes, or you know, it, if someone's overzealous with copyright, they could look at the title and go, "Oh, this must be the album, or this must be the song that they're playing," and they just yank it, and then it's on us to prove that we own the copyright. It's on us to pester them, and that's yep. not really great, you know. Like the thought of be of putting a show out and then having it get yanked, and now people can't listen to it. That doesn't really help anybody. So, an interesting uh, SoundCloud. Uh, they just announced today the their paid streaming service. Oh, they did. 10 bucks a month, no ads. Are there ads now? Okay. <laughs> yeah, there are ads now. Uh, 10 bucks a month, no ads, and you can listen offline, but that's it. I don't, I don't think that's really going to, going to move any units. You know, like that's not going to do anything really. Yeah. I guess it's like, what, what are we paying for? Right. I don't, there's, well, it's been a constant reoccurring, you know, conversation on this show. How many different, uh, streaming things will people pay for, you know? Uh, with video, we've talked to people, people will pay for Netflix and probably something else, or they might or they might not, but it's more likely because people are used to paying a lot more for TV, right? right. People aren't used to paying that much for, for, for music and certainly not after, you know, a decade or so of either bootlegging or if you were legit, you know, maybe buying an album every so often from iTunes or maybe some singles every so often from iTunes, like getting people to pay for two services who aren't big music nerds. That's, that's a tough sell. Absolutely. So you know, until SoundCloud, I don't know. I mean, I know they're signing deals with labels, but even the the labels they've signed deals with as of yet, it's not like, you know, you can go and get everything from a certain artist. You're still just getting what they've put up on SoundCloud before. So I'm not really sure how that's going to work. You know what I mean? Right. Agreed. Um, they got a long way to go uh, for that kind of service to work. Yep. And now, now you are an artist whose stuff is on SoundCloud. Yep. Um, and I'm curious, you know, do you get any money out of that? Like, how, 
<laughs> no. Um, right. So, so the way as an art as an artist, the way SoundCloud works is, well, for one, I've had stuff yanked down. Um, a couple songs on Marcus Graham got yanked down. A couple freestyles got yanked down. There's a way to get around it that I'm not going to share on the show. But all of that to really, you know, I'm paying, I think I'm paying like the medium. So I think I'm paying, there's a, there's a free, there's a right. $6 a month. And I think there's a $9 a month. I'm paying a $6 a month. Um, and I mean, it's cool, but I could honestly, if I really sit down and just, I'm really paying for the space. Right. I'm not looking at the analytics like that. Um, well, you're paying for the space and you're paying for the, the, the fact that your fans might already be on SoundCloud. Yeah, but <laughs> I think one thing that I'm, I'm realizing is that people will find you on SoundCloud and then they will, they will venture to other places to find you elsewhere. Mm. And I'm just realizing now that Twitter's just my thing. I'm just, on, right, five years later, I'm realizing that Twitter's my thing after 100,000 tweets. So, you know, a lot of people just migrate over there and find me there to the point into where I'm having to navigate people to SoundCloud to get them there. Oh, interesting. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's cool, but I think right now it's in the same vein as a Spotify, um, as a, I'm trying to think of a, a, another, like a, like a Skype. So it used to be, hey, you want to Skype? Like it was the branding of the word Skype that was a thing until Apple came through with the FaceTime. And now nobody Skypes because everybody has FaceTime. So is SoundCloud going to be at a place where it, it doesn't move and evolve into the place where it needs to be? And another service comes through and offers something maybe better, cheaper, faster, more efficient right. for other artists to, to move to? Or is SoundCloud just the thing? Because you can't even like, I can't, I can't have people buy music off my SoundCloud. You can you can redirect them to your iTunes link. Exactly. Yeah. You can redirect them to iTunes, redirect them to Bandcamp. That's about the best you can do. But as far as clicking on something, having something connected to a PayPal or some sort of Shopify or something where people can purchase and down, no, that doesn't exist. And it doesn't sound like it's going to. Um, that would be really, really cool. But, you know, here we are. Okay. So that's a long story for along with another conversation. But that's if, if people want to know why we're not on SoundCloud, that's why um, we might still experiment with putting some episodes up there at some point again because we're paid through I don't know sometime this summer. Um, but uh, but for right now, you know, uh, we've been, at least I've been really happy with the new setup. Um, uh, the company's been really responsive. They worked with me to get some new uh, options for like how to embed it. So like what you see on Fourth District, if you if you if you go and, and click there, is going to be a, a lot more like how the SoundCloud embeds used to work. So um, shout out to the folks at Simplecast for for doing that. So you know we're uh, we're working with it. But as always, if you if you listen to the show and you're a fan of the show consistently, definitely subscribe in your favorite podcast app. You're going to get it fat. That's the fastest you're going to get it anyway. Because as soon as I get it uploaded it's hitting itunes almost immediately and then it's it's syncing out to everything else so even before we tweet about it or before we post or before we you know get on fourth district or our own site or wherever else that's the fastest way to get it so yeah thank you to everybody who has been who has been listening to us and who 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 maintained through the transition and if you miss us on soundcloud i apologize but we had to do what we had to do so yeah yeah i guess i'm curious because like with a with a with a podcast we normally do a two-hour show yeah um so the one thing I like about the podcast uh, app that I use, and I think I think iTunes podcast does this as well. Doc, you can you can chime in and help me out. But like it will keep my place where I stop listening to the podcast. Well, yeah. So 
if I'm 20 minutes in and I stop to go do something or listen to something or I don't have time, I come back to it. I come back to the exact point where I'm at. iTunes does that. Yeah. SoundCloud does not. So right. I have to like manually go back to that place. So I don't know if you guys are listening to an hour and a half podcast on, on SoundCloud and that's cool. Great. Appreciate it. But <laughs> I think it's just to me, it would just come off as more efficient, you know. If you if you had a podcast, if you have Android, I always recommend Pocket Cast. They do a great job. Um, I don't know if Spotify still coming with podcasts, Google Play, all that stuff. Oh, is they're that supposedly still? coming. We're we're pre-approved whenever Google Play, uh, whenever they push the button. So, they George Bush the button. Yeah, whenever okay. whenever <laughs> whenever they decide to do that, we're already approved and in the queue and all that. So you know, we'll okay. See. Well, there you go. So we try to be where everybody is within reason. So you know. Yeah, I, I realized this week because um, my boy Jonathan Baker, his project came out on Friday called Live Again. If you don't have it, get it now. It's, it's really, really good. But, you know, there's always the, you know, pre-order on iTunes. And so as artists, we want you to go to iTunes because iTunes is the number one digital distributor, uh, distributor far and away. But there are people who have Android and have other phones and just or just don't like iTunes and always ask, well, can we pre-order on Google Play? I just want to know why other streaming services, digital services, like they're not even trying to compete with iTunes. I think, an- I think at this point they're just trying to do, they're just trying to jump to streaming. Like you're not going to, you're not going to beat iTunes if you're selling MP3s, but streaming has, is not settled yet. So any energy that anybody's putting into the online music space, they're putting into streaming. They're just, they're just acknowledging yeah, iTunes won MP3s, but the future is streaming. So who can who can do the best job there? And Google, I don't know. They've got like YouTube subscription, but I know they're 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 not focused and not 100% of the way there yet. We'll we'll see if they can get it together. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, so what's going on in music? We took a week off. We took a week off. You know what I'm saying? Had um, to handle some business, you know what I'm saying? Was out in Utah taking care of family. Um yeah, man. did uh did you run into Carl Malone out there 18 with? <laughs> No, but I did. Uh, I did drive down John Stockton Drive, which was. <laughs> I was like, really? <laughs> and then I was like, well, I guess for the Utah Jazz, like, of course, yeah. As long as they don't have Jeff Hornacek way, I'm cool. <laughs> or like, you know, there's got to be something named after Jerry Sloan. Yeah. Oh, of course. He he'll probably have like a federal building or something. <laughs> as long as there's like no Greg Ostertag Boulevard. Oh, cool. Listen, out of I, listen, as much as much hell as Luke Longley and Bill Winnington get for being bad sinners, nobody get no. There were some bad sinners in the nineties. Who was the center? Was it Jim McElveen on Seattle? Yes, he signed a huge contract. Sean, yes. Sean Kemp got mad, and then that was the end of Kemp. Basically, he yes. fell apart after that. Yes, because he had. I mean, frankly, that ninety that that was an. Was that ninety? Was that ninety six? Yeah, that ninety six Bulls Sonic series. Yep. Like, yeah, that was the Bulls. That was the greatest, you know, greatest team ever, or whatever. But man, Young Kemp and Young Peyton, they were ferocious. Yes, they were. And yes, they were. Sonics had to go and pay the big white clunky center a ton of money. Couldn't even get at the Kendrick Perkins or even Deadlift Shrimp or something. Jeez. Yeah. What, so was it Kendall Gill on that team too? I always think of Kendall Gill as Charlotte, but that was right. right. He was he was he was on Charlotte. I thought he went there. He um, might have. He might have. But um, somebody's yelling at us right now. Yeah, there's there are <laughs> people who've been waiting for us to talk about sports, and we're probably butchering 
uh, <laughs> late, uh, mid to late 90s Sonics teams. Um, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, um, there was always, man, those, every, I feel like every NBA team had just a white clunky center. They always had like a bad haircut. Yep. Um, big country Reeves. I, 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 uh, I will be, I, yeah, I will be getting his jersey fairly soon. <laughs> I, fa- I finally found a, a good one, a real one for a good price. And I, yeah. I want, it's crazy. It, like, what, 15 years ago, there was a team in Vancouver. Yep. And a team in Seattle. Yep. And now the Northwest has nothing except nothing. you can go down to Portland, you get Portland. But like, really? You're trying to tell me that combined area used to be able to support two teams? They can't even get one up there? See, they'll get one in Seattle. I, I think Seattle gets one eventually. Yeah, they'll get one in Seattle. They have to. As much hullabaloo as they made when the Sonics left. But what will they be called? Well, no, they'll be the, they can they'll, be the Sonics They'll be again. the Sonics again. Oh. And they'll have, like, Gary Payton cut the ribbon. And all that. <laughs> like, hey, sorry for taking your team away. <laughs> sorry about that. Here you go. David Stern will be burned in effigy in the background. Like, you know. God. Anyway. Um, done, speaking of sports, you've been, uh, how's your bracket looking right now? My bracket is actually still alive. Mm. I am two for four uh, with the final four. I can't. I've got Carolina, and I can't remember who the other team I had in. Well, I'm guessing it's not. I'm guessing it's not Syracuse. Nah, it definitely didn't have Syracuse, and I did not have. I think Villanova's the other team, right? Ugh. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't have Villanova. <laughs> 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 I didn't have Villanova. In listen, there. listen. This is for me personally. This is on. Not quite. This is close to a worst case scenario, right? <laughs> Syracuse is UConn's total like 100% sworn enemy. The only way this could be worse is if it was Duke instead of UNC, right? Yeah. I, I went to high school in Oklahoma. Can't stand the Sooners. Because I went to UConn, Villanova and Syracuse are all-time first ballot members of the Koofy list. <laughs> and... <laughs> UNC, I got no beef. Um, <laughs> first ballot, first ballot Hall of Fame is into the Kofi Hall of Fame. That's funny. Um, although, even though I'm predisposed to not really like Oklahoma, that dude in Oklahoma, Buddy, uh, Buddy Hield, Buddy Held. Oh yeah, he's crazy. I, I have not seen him play. He, I've missed, I've missed all those games. Yeah, he, uh, he'll just shoot from anywhere. I mean, it's I'm t- the Steph Curry effect is only going to get weirder and weirder. Like. We're like, we're going to see people. I mean, yeah. I mean, already you see it. We're like, I mean, especially in the college game, it looks especially dramatic because that line is so close. Mm-hmm. So you already see dudes just bomb. It looks like they're bombing from like wherever, but it's more, it's probably more like they're just bombing from NBA range. Yeah. But it, it's only going to get worse. Like a couple years from now, it's just going to be a whole gang of like Steph Curry imitators. You know, remember how like we had uh, Harold Minor, everybody thought it was going to be like baby Jordan. Remember that? Of course. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, well, there's going to be like baby Curry. Oh, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Uh, uh, he's about to usher in an era of really bad and incompetent basketball players. Well, I, I, <laughs> you could say the same thing happened with Jordan, right? Where Jordan, the success of Jordan and then the further success of, you could even say Kobe, led to this era where it was like, it, to, to hero ball, right? Yeah. Agree. Um, and it's so strange, right? Because, you know, LeBron still suffers. Like, he still has that on the brain a little bit, even though his game is not made for that at all. LeBron, LeBron. LeBron, LeBron, who, you know, just seems hell-bent on making the Cleveland offense as terrible as possible. Jesus, man. Um, when he ha- he still has the skills and he's- and they have the players to do something completely different. But 
Jesus. You know, when you sign up for the LeBron show, that's what you get, right? And the crazy thing is, you know, he's clearly been holding out this year a little bit. Like, they, I mean, I don't, who know? I don't know. Who knows what happens in a seven-game series, but I'm not worried about them in the East yet. But, um. Yeah. Because they're going to, they'll, they'll, they'll turn it on a bit. Um. But uh, but back to NCAA. What uh, what games have like has anything caught your eye? Like as you've been watching games. Honestly, no, mm. no, not really. I haven't been as enthralled with uh this year's March Madness as I as I normally am. Because normally this is one of my favorite times of the year, sports wise. But it's been very yeah. <laughs> the, fir- the first the first day or two there was a ton of upsets. Yeah. So that was, you know, that's exciting. That for I everybody. picked on accident. <laughs> that was funny. And then the ones that I should have picked that were easy wins, I didn't pick. Right. Stupid. But anyway. <laughs> but yeah, I yeah, not, I mean, nothing, nothing too crazy. And I'm really upset that every time I see Twitter talking about Buddy Heil and I want to watch him play, I'm not at home, not near TV. I'm busy. I can't make it. So I, I haven't seen the guy. Who does who? Who do he play for again? Who's he, he plays play? for Oklahoma? Okay, who he play for? Um. So they're the other team in the Final Four, right? Yeah, it's uh, Villanova. uh, It'll be Villanova against Oklahoma and then UNC against Syracuse. And I think I have, okay, then I I believe I have UNC and Oklahoma in the Final Four and I think I have UNC winning. That's not a bad, that's not a bad guess. They're they're the last number one seed left. Oklahoma's playing really well. Um, Villanova's playing really well. Uh, Syracuse is a bunch of bums. (laughs) So... (laughs) <laughs> now you know, now now you know, actually you do know how I feel because you know but you know that's how it is every time I hear the words Tom and or Brady in succession <laughs> that's exactly how I sound I mean I and I guess I can't hate y'all now because we moved like a bunch of sore losers but whatever <laughs> yeah I mean the LA Rams man Oof. yeah I'm, yeah so now I need to find a bunch of St. Louis Rams I need to find an Aeneas Williams I need to find a if you Marshall see me with, Falk. Of course, of course, a Marshall Falk. I'm just like, I like to get jerseys of that you don't normally see. Like, I can get a Kurt Warner jersey on accident in St. Louis. But can I, but can I get a, um, can I get an Isaac Bruce? Might be, might have to dig a little bit for that. Isaac Bruce. Um, I, if you see me with a Mark Bolger jersey, put your hand on my shoulder. Come talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> Something's going on. So what what about you? Have you seen anything like interesting? Any 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 cool story, bros, with this tournament? Um, so for the, I'm I'm gonna bag on Syracuse a little bit more. Um, <laughs> of course you are. I mean, well, right for starters, they're a bunch of they're a bunch of cheaters and frauds. Um, <laughs> and the 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 one year that their supposedly legendary coach won a, won a championship is because they had oh I don't know Carmelo Anthony as a freshman who completely dominated that year. Aside from that, they've been an overrated uh, bag of chumps. Um, speaking of Carmelo Anthony, and uh, the the reason why they're interesting to watch is they play they still play a two three zone. They're mm-hmm. known for it, <clears throat> and it sounds kind of stupid. Like you should be able to beat the two three zone, but you remember these are college kids right. who sometimes can't shoot. So <laughs> if you can't shoot, the two three zone's a real problem. <laughs> yeah. Um, I haven't watched much UNC. I know Oklahoma and Villanova; they can shoot. Um, so if they, if Syracuse somehow gets past UNC, I mean, first of all, if it's Syracuse in the final four, I mean, in the, in the, in the, in the national championship game, if they have any shot of actually winning, I might just go like on an alcoholic bender. Like I can't, I just can't handle that. They are the worst, but, um, 
to me, it's been watching this kid, Buddy, from Oklahoma. Like, he's his game is almost like – it's kind of like watching how um, – because he's a third or fourth year kid, but he's mm-hmm. going to be in the draft. But it's kind of like uh, how watching um, Dwayne Wade was his final year at Marquette. Okay. But, like, all of a sudden, you know, he stayed all four years, starting, pu- starting to put it together. But his game's a little bit kind of like um, uh, Wade with a jump shot, which is terrifying. So, mm-hmm. right. I know. I just described, oh, Dwayne Wade, multi-all-star, Hall of Famer. Oh, what if you gave him a jump shot? Now, you got to see what, what happens to him ultimately. But, like, he's he's got that kind of build. He's got that kind of game. Except, like, in the game, in the last game he played, I think he was, like, 8 for, tw- eight, eight for 12 from 3 or some crazy number like that. Oh. Right. So, that's that's what they're saying. So, they're saying that he, he should go number one before Ben Simmons. I don't know if he should go number one. There's this other kid, um, I can't think of his name, who... Um, who, who might go number one as well? I mean, the thing is, Ben Simmons is only like what nineteen or twenty. I yeah, mean, he's a freshman, right? I think he's like well, but he's, I think he's like a little bit older than a typical freshman, so he might be nineteen or whatever. But anyway, um, he's still young. Like Buddy's twenty two, so like when NBA teams judge that, it's kind of crazy, right? I think it depends on like who. A lot of this depends on what team like drafts, and and we'll talk all that like later in the year when when we get to the NBA draft. But um, you know, there's a real incentive. To get the players, you know, you even if they're not 100% ready, even if they're a little raw, like you're getting them cheap. Like that okay. rookie contract is real cheap. Yep. Right. And then by the time that they're starting to enter their prime and they're like, you know, because like, you know, two guards, they typically make a leap at like 23. Right. So like that means that Buddy should be making that leap next year or the year after. Whereas if you draft some other two guard who's like 19 or 20, you get you get to develop him the way that you want. And then you get the benefit when your team's ready. I think so. It really all depends on where your team's at. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some teams might be drafting who need somebody right now. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but uh, but yeah. So nah, it's been a it's been an interesting tournament. Um, uh, the, I felt like the games were a little closer, um, earlier in the tournament, or you know, a little bit more upsets. Um, the lead eight. There were two. There were two decent games. The other games were just not even really close. Um, Notre Dame got blown out by unc oregon got blown out more or less by oklahoma but um we'll see we'll see i'm hoping it ends up uh unc oklahoma because i villanova and syracuse will i've already made my feelings known there but um but yeah i think that's it for the tournament oh i one other thing to ask you um have you caught this hullabaloo i'm gonna use that phrase hullabaloo about um uh the yukon women's team being too good yeah i i caught that on accident uh yesterday did they? I take it they. I take it they won yesterday. They had a game yesterday, right? Uh, yeah. They they only won by twenty or something. Um, I, I'm not even joking. Like they they win by ridiculous amounts. That that comment came after they had beat somebody in the Sweet Sixteen by like sixty points. Yeah, that and that that's what I heard. Where, where I guess somebody was going at Gino for, um, like not resting his like you know not putting second string in or something like that. Yeah, something. Yeah, Gino. Um, Gino is like. It's like um, not the anti-pop where he'll rest people, but like almost like has like a Belichick mindset, like like um, like the Patriots in 07 when they had Randy Moss and they were just trying to kill people. Yeah, that's Gino all the time. But um, I mean, and th- I mean, this is this is my problem with sports nowadays, like lose <laughs> like you play here you go you play to win the game there's no sportsmanship like there's different types of sportsmanship like if you get i think of every valuable lesson that i learned through sports and a lot of them consisted of when my team just come got obliterated right so i mean 
I did that. My daughter this week or a couple weeks ago, her, she got killed. Her team got killed like 16 to zero. She called me crying, screaming on the phone. And we had a great lesson about how to bounce back after losing something. And right. she learned from it. That's, that's what you're supposed to do. Like, so if you lose by 60, you get better. <laughs> like, suck it up. Jeez. I, I don't like this. I don't like this. Everyone gets a ribbon culture we're in, man. Like, lose. Okay, so let me ask you this, Doc, before yeah. you make your point. So, like, is women's is women's basketball one of those things where I mean, there's a couple of good schools that have reputation of being good. So, Connecticut, Tennessee, uh, LSU, uh, Stanford. So it's like everybody. It's not like how it is how it it used to be like that in the on the men's side where all the good players would go to a certain team. But nowadays, you've got great players going to maybe second tier Division One schools, and that's how all these quote unquote upsets are happening. It's not that they're necessarily upsets. It's just that those teams don't get the focus because they're not like a big. Uh, like a high level school or whatever. The, the thing is, there's actually been like right now, there's more parity in the women's game than there's ever been before. Okay. A whole bunch of number one seeds are already out of the women's tournament. Wow. There's been upsets like crazy. Um, it used to be that there was like a handful of schools that recruited really well. And that's where you went. Mm-hmm. But as those schools became so succe- successful, you had others, other students, other, you know, uh, recruits who would be like, nah, I, I want to be, instead of being like one of, you know, five all-time greats at this school. I want to be the player who can make make my school look, like get their name on the uh, on the map. Like I want to be the jersey hanging up in the rafters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's been a lot of that. That's what makes what UConn's doing so insane. Gotcha. I mean, they're on a 73 game winning streak. Yeesh. Last time they lost was in November of 2014. <laughs> Yeesh. And that was in overtime on the road against like. Uh, like one of the best teams in the country. I mean, they're, they are, um, and it's expected like by the coach and by like the culture is that they just, they're just supposed to be the best all the time. It's, it's, um, it's crazy. And, um, you know, it's incredibly, I think it's un- unappreciated. I say that not just as a UConn fan. I think, I think even like in Connecticut, it's unappreciated. We're so used to it that it's only news if they really blow somebody out or if it's too close. Like, mm-hmm. The the casual like thirty point win, eh? That happens right. all the time. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> like it's it's crazy. Yeah. Um. But the the notion that it's like it's bad for the game or something like that, I don't know. I mean, the one thing I'll say about about Gino is, um, you know, he he's like kind of an old school coach when it comes to his players. Like he pushes hard and pushes, you know, he pushes really really hard. And I don't I don't know. I think it's a combination of recruiting. I think it's the name, but eventually it'll end, right? Because you can't always get the best players. And eventually, you know, you're going to be, you know, you want to be the best player ever at UConn. Well, there's been a lot of best players ever at UConn. So like, you know, people are going to go elsewhere. I don't know how long this run will last, but like, it's crazy to watch them play. It's a different, it's definitely a different game than the men's game. Like there's not dunking and all, you know, there's not a lot of, of dunking, but like just ball movement is like crazy. So I don't know. I just I just want to know if you had heard about it or if or because you know sometimes I'm in the bubble of like Connecticut where it's hard to sure. tell if it's just like a deal here or everywhere else. Sure, sure, sure. It, I don't think it's that big of a deal, yeah. but I I was just kind of skimming through the radio, and uh, I've been listening to the radio a lot lately, and ended up uh, coming across some sports some sports talk where they talked about it. That's how I found out. Speaking of radio, speaking of radio, uh, you. Made it a little appearance 
on Hot 97 this past weekend. I was on Hot 97 Sunday morning. Yep. Rapping. Yeah. Um, so you, I, I saw you did a little Periscope where you explained the story, but do you want to yep. give like the 30 second minute long? Sure. Uh, basically what happened was, was Friday night I was bored. Um, I've been trying to write, as some of you know, that I'm, you know, working on music again. And uh, I sound old, like I'm working on music again. <laughs> Jesus. So I'm working on music. I'm trying to like not do the whole creativity thing. I just let the creativeness come to me. Like I'm willing my creativeness or my creativity. So I, so I started writing, decided to write the electric relaxation. I heard the song earlier today. I was listening to a little tribe this week because, uh, you know, Fife passed away. So um, just love electric relaxation, one of the greatest beats and songs ever. Um, and just wrote to it. Just, eh, just write to it. So wrote to it, recorded it, um, played it on Periscope that night. People really liked it. Um, so I, I slept on it, woke up the next morning, played it again, liked it. So what I'll do is I, will, I won't release a song, but I'll maybe put it on social media, put a little snippet of the studio session or whatever so people can hear it. Um, and it just so happened that a uh, DJ that works at Hot 97, shout out to Tony Tone, he, he, uh, he reached out and said, hey, can you send this to me? I'm doing a, a Fife tribute on my show. Um, would love to play it. So, you know, hit up Doc, hit Doc up on the bad phone, who's the real MVP. <laughs> Asked him for a quick mix. Doc turned around a, a really good mix in about an hour, hour and a half um, on some walking contradiction stuff and uh, sent it off to him. And he, he played it Sunday morning. That was that's the long and short of it. So it, it's just I still just can't believe that I have records that I'm intentionally going to like push to radio um, and uh, uh, a freestyle that I sort of did on a whim got played in within 48 hours of like record creating it that's that's just amazing to me so, so where can people hear this uh it's on my soundcloud right now uh soundcloud.com slash armand wake up um so it's yeah, it's there you can, you can listen to it we got the I, I got the rip of the whole show he apparently he's been playing me uh for a little while now because he uh his his opening show he just got this show i think at the end of february he sent me he sent me uh, one of the shows and he was playing jacqueline versus angela like like running it back and putting, you know, air horns and <laughs> spider legs and spider cheetah calls or whatever else DJs are doing nowadays with their music. Yeah, so I, I, that wasn't even the first time I was on Hot 97, which is nuts. So, you know, shout out to Tony Tone, man. Like, it's really one of my rap bucket list things. You know, one thing I've noticed, Doc, let's talk about this because I think this is in the Clock Radio Speakers wheelhouse. Okay. So, yeah, I was talking to my boy Rich. Shout out to Rich Toons. Um, and he said, Hey, you know, have you gotten any new fans, uh, off of the freestyle? And I said, well, you know, I, I can't really gauge that. Um, has my social media sort of, uh, activity increased a little bit, but it's increased from people who were already following me. So it looks like the fact that I got on Hot 97 made people who may have just been kind of paying attention to me haphazardly. Maybe they just heard me because I was, you know, with people that they're fans of. Or maybe they heard something from a while ago from Kairos, whatever like that. It just seems like there's a group of people who won't get on board until you do something of what they consider to be value versus... Um, number one, either, you know, riding with you consistently and shout out to my supporters that do that. Or, you know, you is like it's it's about the look. And I detest that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why do you detest that? Because let me tell you, there's a lot of people I casually pay attention to. Why is uh, that bad? 
because the like the whole thing of you are not going to listen to me until I stand next to somebody or somebody else. Oh, you is, mean because you got the high 97 cosign. Exactly. That's what I mean. Oh, yeah. We halfway pay attention to people all the time. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's like, oh, oh, oh. But now you're on hot 97. Hey, yada, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, now is it like, that hey. or is it that, you know, a bunch of like other people might like it when you see something once you're like, all right, whatever. But if you see someone, you know, like who also like tweeted about it or retweeted it or whatever, or liked it, then you're like, oh, well, maybe maybe now I should pay attention. Do you know what I mean? Is it that? Sure. Uh, it, it, you think it, you think it's because it has the Hot 97 name next to it? I think so because I don't even think that's my best freestyle. It's good, but I've done better, way better. So well, maybe I'm just looking at it from an art. What? Well, what? Whole, I mean, first of all, what we all know that artists are terrible at picking their own best songs. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Present hey, company included. We're the worst yeah, at sure. it. Sure. Sure. Okay. Sure. 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 That's sure. actually because that's a real skill. Absolutely, it if is. If you're an artist and you have enough of an like a, of an outside frame of mind to be able to, and now of course people people have individual tastes, but like if you can look at like a body of work and be like, yeah, that's the song I need to push. Mm-hmm. There's a real skill to that, and actually, there's a project we can talk about later today. I have comments okay. about about that about that very same thing, right? So like, okay, um, that's hard to do. So you know, I, I just want to pour a little water on that before you go and you know, say this, oh, it's, I got better freestyles. Well, you might, but you know, the timing was also right too, you know, because, you know, rest in peace, fi- rest in peace to Five Dog, right? I mean, people were doing tribe stuff. People were thinking about tribe. Sure. And that's why you did the freestyle. Sure. Eh, no, I'm going to say that. No, it wasn't, it, that wasn't intended to be released. I really wasn't going to put it out and say, yo, hey, y'all, because I, I hate that. Like, yo, Big L died. I'm going to do a freestyle over well, Ebonics. Th- all right. So you're confusing intent with result, right? Okay. You might not have intended it, but you say rest in peace Fife on the song. Sure. Okay. Well, there you go. So the result is the same thing. Like what the end you, what the listener actually hears. doesn't matter if you thought to yourself, oh, I need to capitalize on this and try to get my, my social media numbers up. Or if you're like, all right, well, and it just sort of happens. doesn't matter. Sure. Okay. Okay. I, 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 I get that. All right. I need I needed some perspective because this is this is another thing that I'm, I'm having an issue with currently in this season of my life where people where they think like because you ask them a question, you you are you are asking a question with an answer already in mind. Unless you're my child and I'm like <laughs> trying to get you to realize something. If I'm asking a question, I really don't know the answer, you know, but some people will say, well, you know, maybe it's this. What if it's this? And. I don't know. I guess when you get older, you're just like, okay with being wrong. Maybe that's it. Mm. I don't know. So I appreciate that. Okay. You know, yeah. Rappers, artists being our head too much all the time. Um, so yeah. What, uh, are we done talking about this? <laughs> about, about, about you on Hot 97? Yes. Sure. Okay. Cause it's not really a, a big, I guess it's supposed to be a big deal, but like, it was great. It was a great feeling, but you know, now what? I had to go to work the next morning. <laughs> so, you mean uh, you're not rich and famous now? Not at all. Okay. Not at all. Now, speaking of rich and famous, we need to do a tech episode pretty soon, Doc. Mm. My tech game is getting pretty strong. What do you got now? I got, I got the new S7 Edge. Okay. Um, I, I pre-ordered the, the new iPad, the, the 9.7-inch Apple or iPad, iPad Pro. Pro. That's coming in. I was going to get the pencil, get but it. I realized... Nah, Okay, okay. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why I decided against it. 
Okay. Because when I did research on it, number yeah. one, the new iPad Pro is not touch sensitive. That doesn't mean it. What, what, what does that mean? I mean, like, so similar to, you know, if you press it one time, it pops up, you press it again, you can do something else with it. Oh, you mean it doesn't have 3D touch? Yes, that's well, what I mean. But neither does, the, neither does the, the big iPad Pro. I thought it did. No. So was that going to be on the 7? Because it's on the 6S, right? Yeah, it's on the 6S. It'll be on the 7. I think they just, I'm get, I mean, I'm on those for sure. If I had to guess, I would say they're, the technology to make that work in a screen of that size, they're probably still trying to make that affordable enough. Because the screen's yeah. actually different when they've got the, um, uh, the 3D touch. You just put Apple and affordable in the same thing. They just released their, their, their cheapest brand new iPhone in a minute. They did, but it's like two inches. <laughs> it's, a, it's the size of a freaking pager. People love that size, man. Yeah, I've got it. Yeah, I've uh, I've got a a friend who works in uh in phone retail, and she says that they're 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 flying off the shelves. Yeah, they're gonna sell a ton of them. Yeah, she can't she can't believe it. Now, because I remember when the six first came out, and all the Apple heads were like five inch screens. Grumble, 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 grumble. Yeah, and, and then I- like. Three months later, they were like five-inch screens. Sure, I, right. I would say for me personally, I kind of wish I had like I kind I really want like a four and a half-inch phone. I think that would be perfect. But the four point seven, that's close enough. I can survive. This S seven Edge is five and a half inches, and compared to my Nexus Six, which is six inches, this thing feels like a freaking uh like a penny, man. It feels so <laughs> small in my hand. I'm just so used to that gigantic Nexus Six, which I almost miss a little bit. Um, oh, okay, but you never answered. Oh, so, so yeah, so so yeah, so the um, so the pencil works the exact same on both pros. Okay, so was watch that because I didn't see any everything that I researched. And maybe I just didn't research it good enough. I just watched a couple videos on YouTube. Yeah, they were just drawing like yeah, you can draw on it, you can write notes on it. But I'm like with with the Note Five, I can write on it, sure. and then the writing turns into actual text. And I write like a second grader because I broke my hand and I can't hold a pencil for long periods of time. My hand starts swelling up. So so that might not be for you. What I would say is what they've got with, because I have a couple of my coworkers have Apple pencils with their iPads. And okay. it, it's unlike any, any stylus you've ever used. Okay. It feels like you're actually writing on paper. Like, but if... If you don't want it, I mean, that's if, if you're not going to use anything with that, like, that's totally fine. Yeah, I just thought it was going to, you know, I thought they were going to Samsung it out and, like, add a bunch of unnecessarily, like, gaudy features to it. No. But, you know, that, that's that, that, That's not Apple. You're yeah. going to pay $100 for a, a white pencil. <laughs> <laughs> now, I did play with the, uh, the, the Galaxy VR thing. Somebody brought it into work today. That thing is nuts. Yeah. It, it just reminds me of, like, the arcade in the 90s, like the virtual reality thing where you would like sit in the, right. you know, arcade games where you'd sit in a thing and you'd like, you'd feel the smoke and it'd be cold, it's like coming under your legs, whatever. I was like, there was like giraffes running by me and stuff. It was crazy. I have to, I have to like unnecessarily spend money to buy that. <laughs> it's just, it's just gaudy and unnecessary. And I know my kids are going to love it. So I was like, I, I have to buy that. I have to. So you got a new phone, you got a new tablet coming. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's enough, ain't it? <laughs> Jeez, I'm like the sevens coming. Are you getting? Are you? Are you and your wife getting the sevens? Uh, I mean, I haven't seen. I mean, obviously, we'll see what they look like in September, but I, I'm assuming we will. Okay. Um, what do y'all? What do y'all do? Y'all do every year, every other year? We have been doing every other year, but I think we're gonna switch. Apple, they'd let you do. Um, they've got an upgrade program now where you can just. Yep. 
you instead of buying the phone unlocked, you just pay a monthly fee, but you can upgrade every 12 months. So and, and that's what I do because people think that I'm spending hundreds and right, 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 right. But no, that, that monthly fee is super clutch. You know, it's my favorite little piece of technology that, that I have. What's it's that? not it's nothing fancy, but I, ju- I just got it like a month or so ago and I love it. So what I is- have I have like a separate digital camera. And oh, was that the one you brought to? Uh, yeah. To- yeah. And I have it's a little thing. It plugs into the lightning port in the bottom of my iPhone. Mm-hmm. And on the other end, it's you, you can put an SD card in it. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. why this works for me is I use that, you know, I, I pay for the extra storage for Apple Photos. Yeah. And my wife and I, we share we share the Apple, we share an Apple Photos account. So, like, every photo that we both take on our phones automatically goes into the one thing and then it goes to my Macs at home. But this is great because, like, if, like, I did this at Easter. Like, we took a picture of, like, people, like, you know, did, like, some family pictures and stuff, and stuff like that, like, for Easter dinner. And then, you know... Typically, I'd be like, okay, when I get home, I'll take the SD card out. I'll put it in my laptop. I'll open up photos. I realize total first world problem, but it's like da 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 da, and then upload it and everything else. Or I can just keep this little thing in my in, next to my camera. I plug it in. As soon as you plug it in, uh, the iPhone immediately knows what you're trying to do. It just opens up the photos thing. You can either import them all or select which ones you want. It imports them. And then at the same time, it's uploading it to iCloud. And then my wife's phone has it. Like, it's just like, it just works. Yeah. So it's made the whole concept of like, I'm going to take pictures with a digital camera, even though I want to share them on Instagram or I want to post them to wherever. It makes that a lot easier. Sure. So that's my new favorite little piece of technology. Okay. That's what's up. Nothing fancy, but sometimes it's like the little things. Yeah, absolutely. Like if you're gonna, like if basically if you have an iPhone and you use the, you know, if you use the photos app and your photos all sync and you also own a separate digital camera, it's 30 bucks and it'll make you want to use that digital camera more. Because the reason why people don't really take their cameras around is because you can't do anything. Not you can't do anything. It takes a, a lot to do something with them. Yep. Yep. You got to, yeah, you know, you got you to take it back to the MySpace days. Listen, <laughs> listen, and I'm noticing people are still doing this on Facebook. Listen, y'all. The days of you taking a bunch of pictures in one setting at one event and then dumping them all off and posting them all on the internet in one folder, those days are over. Pick the best two or three and be done with it. You know what though, what Facebook does now, if it, if you have a bunch of photos that are, uh, that have really similar timestamps, if you, at least I think, uh, at least on iOS, if you open up the Facebook app and you want to put a picture, it it wants you to put put it, it it'll be like, oh, do you want to put post all of these as like a thing? No, it's trying to get you to do that. But most people are like, yeah, sure, why sure, not? Get get all three hundred pictures I just took. Yeah, who's gonna who's gonna look at that? <laughs> I just want to listen. Okay, never mind. I take that back. All right, because you know what? There's a good chance that if you are a woman listening to this show, somebody has or will stalk you on social media. So there's a good chance that somebody, and not even a creep. Because everybody stalks somebody before. It just it happens. There's levels of stalking. Um, there's levels there's, to this. There's levels to this stalking. Yeah, there's, there's, the, there's the weird, creepy, st- you know what I'm saying? Like, that, that's not anything to joke with. But there's the, there's the casual stalk, you know? There was the, I was just thinking about you stalk. There's the, you know, um, like a picture 48 weeks back stalk. You know, that's, that's, no, no. I mean, that's just unusual. That's not unusual. You, you've been married, sir. That's no. not unusual at all. When I say unusual, I, what I really mean is it's unseemly. 
Like I'm sure it happens, but it should never happen. Those listen that there was a period in time where that did work, where you would respond to. Okay, here, all right, here's, <laughs> you. Oh no, we talked about this on the on the Marcus Graham episode where you would like a picture or comment on something that was not an overt thirst trap. So it was something that interested her. She put a pic. She posted a picture of. Uh, like a flower she saw or like a scenery or something like that. You like that picture because then she's going to be like, well, why is this guy liking this picture? And then she's going to go on your page as opposed to the one where she's in makeup or she's trying to show off her body or whatever, whatever. Of course, all the dudes are going to click on that one. Click on the one that that like her friends are looking at. And But that doesn't work anymore. <laughs> they, caught, they caught on to that six months later. The, I think it's clear that um, uh, men and women have very different experiences in social media. Oh, God, yes. I'm 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 realizing that, and I'm even realizing it with my model, my modeling ministry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, yo, listen, the picture I posted today, I got like two hey stranger texts, like right after I posted the picture. Like, really? So, I, and I'm just I'm not used to it at all. But you know, I talked to my homegirls, and that's that's nothing. They tell me it was about, an it was an accidental thirst trap. An accidental. It's it was an unintentional thirst trap. Apparently, you know, uh, a flannel tied around your waist with a plain T-shirt and some and some khakis. Khakis. Uh, I guess that that drives the girls crazy. That and when you play the new Jeezy. Modeling in ministry. <laughs> I can't. It, it sounds like either a really unusual uh, mixtape title or like a really weird tag team on WWE. <laughs> modeling ministry. <laughs> So it's like The Undertaker and like, who's him? Like Rick Martell or something right, like that? Right, right, right. No, that's not so, a bad idea. So there you go. So like Paul Bearer has an urn with like like rubies and stuff glued to it or Right, something. the model and the minister. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Look, man, I I just, I wholeheartedly believe that, you know, most men. I'm Kairos like, too, the model and the minister. Side A, it's the model side. Side B, it's the minister side. <laughs> this is what we're not doing. <laughs> this is what we're not doing. Look, I got this phone because I got to go to the next phase of this. So, okay. yeah. Stay to <laughs> and, then, and then the album cover has to have like you, like you're, you facing two different directions, you know, dressed a little differently. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh God. Am I, fa- am I facing myself? Mm. So like on you know on one side I've got you know no I'm it's like a mirror Im- it's a mirror image except when you what you see in the mirror is the minister but you're dressed like the model yeah exactly that's exactly <laughs> what I'm thinking of that's a terrible idea but we should do it <laughs> oh that brings up a really good idea <laughs> Steve, I'll talk to you after the show. this is what I do on the show I I routinely come up with ideas that are both terrible and amazing and amazing at the same time we hope you enjoyed side A of this week's episode. Please check out Side B at clockradiospeakers.com.